morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. Welcome to the One Perspective to Another podcast. I'm your humble and gracious host, A. Dot Sanders, here with a returning guest of episode of the One Perspective to Another podcast, number 59 in 2000 and what? 19. Miss <laughs> Sydney Reed, how are you doing today? I am doing lovely. How are you? I'm magical. Welcome back. You Thank know you're going to be the first visual uh, podcast, too. So. Oh, no way. No, but it's only on Spotify, so don't trip yet. We could put it on YouTube, though. But okay. without uh, further ado, <laughs> we're just going to hop right into this. She did a podcast. Uh, her podcast, episode 59, was about uh, perspective on relationships and values of love. We're going to talk about that a little bit, and we're going to get into some other things as well. So uh, from that, we're just going to get into life and how you have been since this that episode and also since the changing of the guard with COVID and the whole nine. So let us know. Tell us. Let's start All back right. in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> so off camera you and I talked about this I had to go back and listen to our episode because so much time has passed and so many things have happened you know just in life you grow and you have life experiences but then also like you mentioned we've dealt with you know COVID for the last two years so a ton has changed there's been a lot of growth um I think I'm really happy Wait, let me rephrase that. I know I'm very happy with where I am now. Um, I just, I listened to the episode twice. I had to just, the first time I listened to it, it was just to kind of remember what we spoke about. And then mm -hmm. the second time I was listening to it to remember what was prompting me to say the things that I said, like the life experiences that prompted me to say what I said and the um, emotions behind all of it. Give me to remember me, everything that was going on that moment or one of those. Mm -hmm. moments. Give me an example for the, the people listening. Oh, so the there's a part fight. of the episode where I was laughing about how there are couples that have stayed together because the rent in the Bay Area is so high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <That was> <laughs> and honestly, that hasn't changed. It's probably gotten way worse, especially with the um, rental moratoriums and everything with COVID, I think a lot of couples probably that were not intending to stay together did stay together um, because they were locked in and where were they to go with, you know, the whole COVID lockdown. So that was one thing I had to, I knew who I was talking about specifically in that moment. And it just, when I tell you I laugh for about a solid 10 minutes to myself in my room, I, I had a good little laugh. But it's true. I feel like those things like are probably, they're probably still, you know, the same, if not worse, especially here. I mean, the rent is ridiculous. Our, our rental prices are more than most people's mortgages. Yeah, because you're a real estate so mogul too. I don't know if we talked about that on that episode. Uh, we, we mentioned it. We mentioned it, but we didn't like go into detail. Um, okay. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the rental market is ridiculous i mean most people that are regular working folk are not making three times the amount of any rental price so it's really difficult to get into these like new high rises and just a newer safer like building and be in a really like nice environment but, and even with um, the older kind of crappy ones like people can't afford that <laughs> from my, uh i gotta get him on the podcast too i don't want to put all his business out there i ain't gonna say his name but one of my boys he uh -huh. during COVID during that time, you know the ones in San Francisco where you come off the uh, the yeah. bridge to go to mm -hmm. what street is it? Folsom, not on the right side. Of Folsom. The yeah, but on the left side of the bridge, and they put down oh. like um, they they lowered the rent and leases in those apartments because mm -hmm. of COVID, and he got in there and he said, "I'm not fucking leaving." So. I mean, it, it had opportunities for places to, uh, mm -hmm. you know, win, but like that just had it to was be few and far lesson. between. Yeah. Few and far between. Good for him. I mean, he should stay. I have um, some yeah, friends yeah, that live there. Beautiful. 
Yeah, I lived, I had lived, I had a friend that lived there. It was um, a married couple. They stayed there for quite some time before moving, but their rent was, it was insane. It, their rent was about $2,000 more from what I can remember than another one of our, our couple friends when they bought this house in like the Oakland Hills. And I could not believe it, which is part of the reason um, before COVID. Oh. Mm-hmm. Before COVID. But yeah, I mean, we can do a whole real estate podcast. I would love to. That'd be so much fun. We'll do that on the next one then. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll change it. gears. And I, I mean, next. yeah, I would love to help people and like give people tips and ideas. And it would even be cool to maybe add someone else in, like another realtor that might have other tips and tricks that I don't know yet. You know, like the thing with real estate that people don't realize is you tend to learn as you go, but I know a lot. I've been doing real estate since 2016, but with every transaction, with every client, I learned something new. So that's kind of one cool thing about it. I'm always learning something. And we know that I'm a nerd, so. Little tip right now, you right here. What, wait, you want a tip or a trick? I'm not not a real estate, uh, I don't know nothing. Like what's a tip? I I mean, I can give you something like kind of simple that anyone I think could do if they're looking to buy. Um, if you're looking to buy right now with the home values rising and you are looking to buy within the next year, 18 months or so, I would say just to be safe, start looking and shopping around for loan officers and see what someone can do to help you. If there's something that you want to, you need to clean up like your credit or if you want to clean up your credit or, you know, there's something, maybe your debt to income ratio is a little off, they can help you with those things. So by the time you truly are ready, um, you're in a better position and you're not waiting. You know, unfortunately in this market, you can't wait. There is no, oh yeah, I really like that house. I got 30 days to get my stuff together. We don't have that kind of time. You know, sometimes you don't even have 30 minutes before a really amazing offer comes in and the house is gone. So the best thing to do is to get prepared. Like, you know, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Let me ask you a quick question on that then. We're just going to be here for a second. No, it's fine. It's bad to wait. But what about people who build their own homes? Would you suggest that or no? Not like build your own home, but like, you know, when they make the new whatever. Building from the ground up with like in a suburb. Yeah, would you recommend I, that over that? To be honest with you, funny that you mentioned that. I'm actually interviewing. I want to work with home builders. Um, I would love to do that um, because I feel like, and I'm sure you've noticed this just looking around Oakland, someone will get into a house and then they change everything that's in it, but the people before them totally renovated it. And then they're coming in, now they've got their mortgage and maybe sometimes they're doing um, another loan to pay for the renovations. If you build a home from the ground up, you're able to customize the home as you see fit in that moment. So you're kind of like, maybe you're paying more for the house itself to be built, but you're preserving your lot, you're adding the finishing touches, the appliances, flooring, all of that at once. So. If you have the opportunity to put money down and just kind of sit on it and wait for the home to be built, go for it. Go for it. I think that is so cool. Like that's one of my goals. I would love to build a home from the ground up. Love to build a home from the ground up. Hashtag goals. Hashtag goals. I like yeah. it for telling the, the people a little. Oh, quick, you're welcome. Quick. Little real estate nugget. <laughs> little nugget. I'll feel it. The next thing that I want to pick your brain on is like how, not only from that episode till now, but also how things have changed for you since COVID and what you did in your time. Not like literally of your time, but like what Uh time did you invest during COVID to get you where you are sitting right now? You know... Okay, for the people listening, Aaron, you know this, but for the people listening, Aaron and I have known each other since I was maybe like 14. It was before I started modeling, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. How were you? I, it was before I started modeling. I was 16. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I met you before. So that was my first job. 
right? So <laughs> it's been a consistent job of mine until now, you know, 16 years later. So I took time with myself because when COVID hit, I couldn't work. And that was the first time in my life where I have not worked consistently five, six days a week, right? So I had to sit down with myself and really like, you know how everyone's like on this whole self-care kick? I did that before COVID started, but I really had to sit with myself when COVID first began because I think I was having a little bit of I almost wanted to say an identity crisis, but I was honestly having an anxiety attack because I didn't know how my money was going to be coming in. And that bothered me. I've never in my life had to worry about me not working, mm -hmm. but that was something that made me panic. So it made me sit with myself. And even with real estate, if you don't, if you're not working, you're not eating. I, I've worked two jobs where unless I'm working, like I don't have like a backup plan. Like I can't just you know, oh, let me take a sick day and I'm still going to get paid. You know yeah. what I mean? So because of that, it made me realize, okay, I know you enjoy work. I know you enjoy the kind of work that you do, but now is the time to sit with yourself and figure out what you really like and, if, and figure out what it is that you can do to ensure that you always have a constant flow of money, even if you're not working. So that was a big, huge wake up call for me. Like I was lucky that I had started saving. Like I'm a really good saver. I can financially plan things out well. Um, yeah, but- the consistency that went away that made you do this. I'm sorry? It's the consistency that went away that made you do that. Yes, it did. It absolutely did. It, it kind of, it kicked my butt in the shape a little bit, which is totally fine. It needed to happen but it was so scary and i went i was reclusive i didn't really talk to people like i i went into hermit mode mm -hmm. like i know you do that every winter but like it was you do dude you do this all the time but for me it was um so i remember going to work i just got a new job so i have technically i have three jobs right so I had gotten this like merchandising coordinator position. Mm -hmm. I was super excited about it. I love it. It's, it's so much fun. So I've gone into the store. I'm checking our inventory. And I keep hearing everyone talk about this like coronavirus thing. And I'm like, okay, all right, whatever. Like coronavirus, cool. Like, oh, what's that? Do you remember why? You watched my Instagram story. We're making fun of me because <laughs> I was at work. And you're like, why are you at work? But I was there. I was, you know, I was doing my thing, got our inventory together. And then. I think that was my first week on that job. And then they told me the following week, like, yeah, you can go in, but you're kind of going in at your own risk. And that was actually, I had only gone in that one week and then I, I didn't go back and we weren't allowed to go back into work until August. So that was like March to August. Did y'all shut down in March too? Yeah, March 10th, I believe was my last day. Mm -hmm. And then before that, so I'd been working, I had done, I could do real estate stuff, of course, like on my computer at home, which I normally do. I, I never go into my office unless I have to, but like it sat me down. So I sat, I went to work, I had done a modeling gig. I did my other retail job and then I sat down. And after that, like the next six to seven months I didn't work a traditional position like I wasn't going in anywhere I was home yeah. um so it made me self-reflect on what made me happy it made me self-reflect and this is just the quarantine it made me self-reflect on what made me happy who was around me taking care of myself mentally and emotionally spiritually um it made me realize that I needed to be investing money so that I always had like something coming in like I always I never really cre uh, considered myself a creative person but my work is creative right my work is not something that I'm going into an office for every single day like real estate is probably the most structured job I've had which is fine 
but yeah you're create i don't i don't want you to say that you're not creative though it's just I, that your creativity is not in a normal forum that people exact that's it with their hands or something yeah mm -hmm. that's it so I, it sat me down. It made me really just learn myself again. Mm -hmm. Right. And I had nothing but time to learn myself. I would go on walks. I would go on hikes. I would, I couldn't just sit in my house. I was having a really hard time just sitting myself down. But in that time I journaled a lot, which I already had done before, but it, it really, really got to a point where I would journal for like an hour a day and just write. And I, it was different. I guess I could have just like typed everything out, but for me having a pen in my hand and writing everything down on paper is, is cathartic for me. It just, it got everything out. And within that time, I figured out what made me happy. Like what truly made me happy. I figured out you know, I, that I wanted to be, I don't consider myself a bad friend per se, mm -hmm. but I wanted to spend more time and be present with my friends. I wanted to spend more time and be present with my family. Um, I don't know, like there was just, there was a lot that I went through. I'm sorry? Understanding the value of your moments more, I guess you could yes. say. Yes, mm -hmm. time passed so differently. And it was, it honestly was an eye opener. And I don't even think it was a bad eye opener. It just happened at a time where none of us were prepared for it to happen. None of us wanted to sit down in that moment. No one said, hey, <laughs> like, all right, you know, March 10th is going to be last day at work, girl. And you're just going to be, you know, yeah. like, no, no one said that. The nice thing about COVID, and I, I try to tell people this when they talk about how like stressed they are. The nice thing is that everyone has gone through it. Everyone has a different experience. A lot of them are shared experiences, maybe in different circumstances, but it's one thing that we all went through. And I think that's the nice thing about it. Like I know people don't really talk about many positives, but honestly, that's one of the things like that everyone went through it and yeah. we can but, help each yeah, other i feel you on that but it is that's a positive for community but yes it's a it's definitely not a positive for individuals no I, for, for like covid it was probably like and not even to be morbid it was probably like 80 percent to 20 percent negative than it was for positive mm -hmm. but oh it, but i look back at my instagram videos yeah yeah, I look back at my Instagram videos from that time when the first two weeks were like, oh yeah, you know, you're going to be in quarantine for two weeks and we're going to come out of this. <laughs> yeah. Kidding. So I look back and I was like, I, I was panicking. I had anxiety attacks and I was watching Tiger King. Like, I mean, <laughs> Joe Exotic's amazing, but like, I probably wouldn't have sat down to watch that, you know, like I wouldn't have sat down to watch it and um, not in the same way. I think sitting down with myself and learning how I want the next phase of my life to be was so needed because I didn't have distractions. I couldn't run away from it. It wasn't like, Oh, I'll do that later. Yeah. So it was, it was welcomed for you. Yes, it was. I hate to say, I didn't want the world to shut down. I could have gone on a retreat for this. Right. Yeah. But it was nice. Like I got time with my parents. That was like quality time. That was really cool. And I got to sit down with them and like, I learned them in a way that I don't think that I would have learned them before I was told stories that I don't think I would have heard in that time frame. Mm. Um, how, from, from where you're explaining or you're explaining the end, but like, did that take the entire COVID like lockdown or was that like the first three months or something? Like where is your time frame for your hindsight of that? Shout out 2050. I, I would say the first six months was where a lot of the transformation started and took place. Okay. Because after that, everything was kind of, I don't want to say normal, but like we know the exactly. protocols. Now it's like you can get into the stores with the mask, double mask on and the gloves and you can, you're maneuvering through this pandemic a bit differently because 
now we've had a few months behind us and we're kind of figuring things out. But I mean, it was tough. It, it took me a minute because honestly, the first month, month and a half, what scared me was not working. It wasn't this virus because honestly, I'd already had COVID. So wait, did I not tell you that? Oh yeah, I had COVID. Yeah, I like was the early like school, you had the 19 light or you had the COVID-19? I had the COVID-19. Oh. Um. Yeah. It, it was a mess, but it was okay. Like, Uh-oh. It, well, I, I look like that because I realized I didn't at that time know that I was at, battling something that was that bad. Like I was one of the undiagnosed COVID cases. The only reason I know that I had it was because of what they told everyone the symptoms were later, right? The, it, you feel fluish, but it's weird. Yeah. You know, you can't smell, you can't taste. I was down for 12 days. I still was going to work. I had no clue. I was at work. I, I could show people the photo shoots that I did Oops, in that time frame. Yeah, because like I said, amazing. a lot of people, there were no, nobody knew. Like I know, like, nope. like you, I know uh-huh. other people who had it and didn't even, well, they knew that they were sick, but they didn't know that they had it, quote unquote. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, in the flows of that, from um, past that that three to six month thing, and then getting so like you talking about your mom and your dad and your relationships, and just like relationships in general. I know something that you want to talk about is how the ebbs and flows of your relationships mm-hmm. got affected by COVID and just learning yourself in general, the relationship with yourself, I guess you could say. The relationship with myself became amazing, honestly. (laughs) Like, I love me. (laughs) I love me before COVID. But I think I love me even more now because I had time to sit down with myself and look at every little thing that I had perceived as a flaw. Mm -hmm. And I figured out a way to love it. I figured out a way to not pick myself apart. Like hey, I dare hey, somebody to come. I need, and I need to time to get out. We we gonna dive into this one because I just did yeah. my rant episode about self accountability. So what made you want to say, hey, the things that I feel are flaws, I want to attack them. Like what happened? What transpired for you to say I want to change this about me? Not change the flaw about you, but like. Change my perspective on it. What happened was I realized it was the moment literally that I realized like tomorrow is not promised. This could take me out. Like, I don't know. How do you, like, no one can still say, how do you get COVID? Right? No one really knows. It seems like a cold, like a common cold, right? And that's how it moves through society. But what that was the moment where I realized like I got scared and I remember you and I talked about this a lot, but I was really actually afraid, not for myself, but for my family. My parents are in their seventies and they're both immunocompromised. So I panicked. I panicked. I'm still nervous for their health, even though they are vaccinated, I am still worried. Um, Cause there's other things that play into that. Right. But when I realized that it was something that could take me out of here. And at that point I was 30 years old. And I was like, but I don't want to go anywhere. You know what I mean? I was like, this is, wait a minute. Like mm, all these things that you don't like about yourself. And I think modeling has a lot to do with why you hone in on certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess if you weren't a model, like you've got all kind of other things that like you see in magazines or you see on Instagram and the girls with the, you know, tons of surgery that are nipped and tucked and maybe you're completely natural and you are feeling away. Like everyone has a reason. Men have the same thing. I just can't speak from a man's perspective because I'm not a man, but like when I realized that that could take me out of here and I was worried about my parents and I, I realized like there were so many life moments that I hadn't yet experienced and I wanted them to experience them with me. It changed how I did certain things. 
within the space of COVID, but I looked at my body and I was like, or looked at little things about me and I was like, you know what? I like the fact that, you know, your lips aren't perfect. I like the fact that you're completely and utterly unique. I like the fact that, you know, sometimes when I laugh, I sound like Marge Simpson. Like I like certain things about me and I like them because it's me. Yeah. I like the fact that I'm a black woman. I love, I love me. I love us. There's nothing about us that I, I mean, there's many things I think we can improve, <laughs> but I, I love me and I love us. And it, it took me on a journey of, it was like an eat, pray, love journey, kind of, but it was like, dude, you're kind of cool. And you should start acknowledging that you're really kind of cool. And you should acknowledge the fact that you were made in this body, in this time. You've got wonderful examples of parents and women around you and men around you to become the best that you can be. There is no time frame on certain things. Like you, why not be amazing? Why not go after your goals? Like, why are you keeping yourself stuck? Like you can change anything at any moment. And this is the moment where you realize it. You're not, you're not, you're not limited. You're not limited. And I think that was what, that's the thing. For the, um... that's the thing. That's the thing right there. When I realized I was not limited. When you... I always worked within limits. You know this more than most people because you've known me for so long. Like you were the, re you told me something that kind of changed my perspective on things before we shot our first episode. And it was, don't wait for the weekend. Do you remember telling me that? Probably not. He doesn't. You like guys, the artist? <laughs> no, you literally told me, you were like, why do you wait for something? Like, why are you waiting for Friday? Like, why are you waiting for the weekend? Like, why don't you just do go do something fun now? Oh, why yeah, are you waiting for work? Like mm -hmm. Why like, are you waiting? Now, why am I waiting for Friday to go to Chick-fil-A when I can go today? Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Do yeah, you... You explain that those are like three good, like speaking points right there. But what mm -hmm. do you feel made you, or what hinders you, or what forced you, or what had you in that main, not mainframe, but kind of a mainframe, but like that thought process of like, you can only do something in this box. Like, was it society? Was it modeling? Was it what you see in the world, not you, people, you not wanting to see the world, what you do, or like, what do you think made you feel like you couldn't? To be honest with you, I'm not sure because I always, I always did that. It wasn't like something that I think modeling did. It was like, oh, okay, like, I can do this because I know I can, but I wouldn't, I don't want to say I didn't push myself to do more, but I pushed myself where I knew, I didn't push myself beyond my the limitations in my head. And I don't know why I did that. I don't know if that's something that, was based on what I saw growing up. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you tend to emulate what you see growing up. Yeah. And I know like my family is a bunch of very hardworking people and they do what they know they can do. But I think they didn't push boundaries the way I think they could have in certain aspects and certain arenas. And I think I picked that up, but cause it wasn't like something just like triggered me. I was like, Oh, Sydney, you can only do so much. It wasn't that. I honestly think it was more so watching and emulating behaviors that I saw as I grew up and kind of playing it safe a little bit, right? Like, say that, yeah. yeah, playing it safe, knowing, okay, I can do this and I'm good. Or even, I will say this, when it comes down to money, right? We all know. I could spin the bag real quick, right? That's easy. That's fun stuff. I need a car. <laughs> but um, what I will say is 
because of the way I worked my whole life, mm-hmm. I didn't go spend a, and blow a bunch of money. I, you never really see me blow a bunch of money. I mean, I shouldn't say that. Most people don't see me blow a lot of money. It's not that I don't, it's not that I have it. It's not that I can't, but I am very careful with what I spend because I want to make sure like, what if something happens and like, I don't work for like a week, week, two and a half weeks. You know what I mean? Like I, I pay really close attention to budgets. I don't just go spend a bunch of money and then like worry about it later. You know what I mean? Like um, my bill's got to be paid. And if that means I just have to wait on getting something I really want, then I just wait on getting something that I really want. I don't just put it on a credit card because I have the room. I wait. You know what I mean? I wait until I make sure that I can fully buy it. And it's not harming or any harming me in any way. Like I'm still able to pay all my bills. But I that's something I kind of got out of a little bit. I I allowed myself to treat myself a bit more. How do you so how do you yourself for you if that makes sense i don't know how to ask the question like you know you you use money as an example but how do you treat yourself for like you i figured out no i figured out what felt good so like when i told you earlier i i journaled a lot yeah it is such a good release i make sure that i journal i make sure that i work out i make sure that i get out of the house and i go on a walk or i do stuff I don't care what it makes anyone else feel like. If it's me taking 40 minutes to myself, I take the 40 minutes to myself. Yeah. Like I I don't feel obligated to ensure that everyone else is okay before I make sure that I'm okay. I make sure I'm okay first. I think that is one of the biggest takeaways from COVID. Like it made me really put myself first. It did. It's so cool. Like, I know that sounds weird, but like, that is one of the coolest things I think I could have done for myself at this point, because I don't have kids yet. Right. So the second I have kids, although I still know that I have to put myself first because I can't pour from an empty cup in order to be like the best mom, wife, whatever, Sydney, I have to still pour into me so I can give. And I think I was, well, I don't think, I know. I was running on empty before because I would put everyone else first and then I'd be tired. I'd be exhausted. The yeah. 10 billion thousand percent. And mm-hmm. I say that too because I don't mean no disrespect to mothers. Like I love my mother. Rest in peace. But like all these newer mothers who don't do that stress out the most. It yeah, is irritating sure. because they don't they don't take accountability for taking time for themselves. And I don't want to be the dick and be like, you chose that shit, but you you did. I don't no, want to be disrespectful, but you chose that. And there are mm-hmm. certain things that you have to be self self-accountable for your motherhood. Uh-huh. I don't know how to say that in like the most disrespectful way, but I'm like, try. yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, what I'm trying to say though, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's a matter of you chose motherhood and stop complaining that it's hard. We know that it's hard. You know that it's hard. What we need you to do is figure out ways to make it easier on yourself. That way you're pouring into yourself as a woman. It, it, just because you're a mom doesn't mean that you're not sexy anymore. It doesn't mean that you um can't go get your nails done go have girls days go get a massage you know go get dressed up and go on a date night with your partner you know take yourself out on a date go to dinner like whatever the case is you still need to pour into yourself in order to be a great mom a great person a great wife a great partner whatever but you have to you have to do for yourself first and I think a lot of us especially black women we're kind of not taught to do that you're taught to Fucking grind. Like, yeah, grind everything out. And it's not that you can't grind it out, but you've got to grind it out with the knowledge that, hey, I got to take care of me because I can't give if I'm not here. I can't give if I'm exhausted. I can't give if, you know, I can I can tell you what I would do. And I know that people don't, well, maybe some people listening to this know who I am for real, but like, I used to not many anymore. Huh? I said at this rate, not many anymore. 
Well, hi guys, you're new to me. Well, you'll get to, you'll, you'll learn me as time goes on. But, um, you know, I just, I feel like I'm happier now. Like I'm a lot more calm. It's not that I don't have like quick, I'm not quick, I'm still quick-witted and I'll say something if someone says something kind of wild. But I think that was like my go-to for a while where I, I would be a little bit more quick-witted. I'd be able to, I'd have a sharper tongue. That's a better way of saying it. I would have a much sharper tongue in years prior to this because I would be like exhausted and I'm doing everything for everybody. And now I'm like, hi, how are you? You're doing good. I'm like, you look great. Did you get Starbucks? Like, how did you get breakfast? Like, what are you doing? Da, 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 da. That's really who I am. But it's because I've prioritized my own self that I can just be like, oh, okay. If I can handle it and deal with something, I will. If I can't, I can articulate, hey, I need a minute. I can still be there for you, but I need a second. And I think that was really hard for me to, well, I don't think. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. That Instead was hard for me. replacing the thing I've known about people, especially you just in general, instead of moving with haste and trying to do everything, you got to move with accountability and understanding uh -huh. the need to ask people if you have the space for this. Like those, yeah. those conversations never happen. Especially in anybody. I can understand if it doesn't happen in like a parent dynamic because uh -huh. it's not a you're you're teaching your child everything. Like you're you're gonna uh -huh. miss some shit. But like in interaction yeah. with people, people do not do that. And it's the people that you spend the most time with, but you don't I don't know. You you just kind of unload. Like I can remember many times. So for those that are listening. For a while, I used to do a Pilates class near Aaron's house. Um, it was like down the street around the corner. Huh? Nothing. What? Oh, God, he's saying something slick. So I used to do a Pilates class near Aaron's house. And on the weekends, he would come kick it with me and we would have breakfast after I would do my class. And that was one of the moments I feel like our friendship hella blossomed because it was always like real cool conversation. Like we would get into deep conversations most of the time, but it was because we were both, we had space for it and we held the space for it. So sometimes like we would talk during the week and text and all that stuff, but the deep conversations would happen typically when we were having breakfast. And it was, I think I learned the value of saying, hey, do you have the time for this? Like, can, can you listen? If you, if you can't, it's okay. But if you can, I would love your an ear and I would love your opinion. And that right there changed and set the tone for the rest of my relationships. Cause if I noticed before people would just kind of like unload. And then I started realizing that I was doing it too. And that it's heavy. And sometimes people are going through their own stuff and they don't have the capacity to listen to you. Not that they don't care for you and wanna make sure you're okay. They just don't have the capacity for it in that moment. And you need to be mindful and be accountable for what you're unloading onto someone else. And um, yeah, so that was, I mean, many years ago, I learned that lesson. And I think part of that was because we would always kick it and just talk, but it, it really was like, Sometimes it's like, hey, we're just going to go walk the lake, have breakfast, and that's just that. And then maybe later we would say, hey, I wanted to talk to you about this earlier, but you weren't having, you just, you needed a minute, you know? And that was fine. But um, yeah, Aaron was my protector on many a walk around Lake Merritt, okay? <laughs> that business at its finest. Uh, when the, yeah, the stories we could tell. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah, the stories we could tell that, but yeah. Next it's podcast episode. <laughs> town business on that. Where do you feel like that's or that knowledge or like everything that you've experienced comes into focus like where you are right now for 2022? Like if you well, were, not sum it up, but like What's your hindsight for you? Like, are you moving with a change of pace, lighter load? Shout out Nas, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, <laughs> for me, mine is, like, I'm not moving with haste anymore. Like, I'm moving with patience. Like, I don't want to move 
with expectation, I'm moving with intention. Like uh-huh. that's what my like COVID 2020 revelation perspective thing was. So it's like, uh-huh. what is what is yours? Well, every year you every year you know this. I come up with a word, a mantra, something that I want to live up to. This year I actually had two. One was intention and one was elevate. You said elevate? Elevate. Oh. So intention and elevate or elevation, whatever. Um, And the reason for those two is because I looked, I took a real good look at my life and I looked at my goals. I sat down with myself and decided what I wanted. And I was like, okay, we had essentially a two-year setback, right? So am I going to say, oh my God, you don't have such and such by this age. You're a failure. No, we had a two-year setback. Everybody had that setback. No one knew that was going to happen. Like, it's okay. Um, So... I am being very intentional with everything that I do, with my relationships, with business, with how I move in my day-to-day life. I wake up and I give myself five minutes for myself. I don't look at my phone. I don't do anything. I just sit there and I, I, I say my, you know, my intentions for the day. I say my affirmations, say thank you for waking me up, you know, and then I move then I get up. And if that means I have to get up five minutes earlier so that I'm still running on time and I'm not late, then I do that, you know? Um, and as far as elevation goes, there's a lot of things that I want in my life. And I, I realize now there's nothing limiting me from having exactly what I want and nothing is going to get in the way of that either. So 2022 is just the year where it's like, okay, I have to make sure that with every decision I make, I'm putting myself in the position to get what I need and to get what I want. And um, just that time of, of reflection and sitting down essentially for two years is what kind of built up the momentum and the pace that I'm moving at now. And I don't see, I don't see that changing anytime soon. I think it would need to be you know, like I, I have a 10 year plan for myself. So in about a year, I'll revisit, obviously, like at the top of the year, revisit everything that I want and make sure that in this year, the short term goals that I want to have happen, I'm hitting those markers while I'm on my way to my larger goal. And that's something that I never did before. I would never look at the like small goals as I got toward the larger one i would only look at the big goal you gotta listen to the rue rod episode okay i would never i would just wouldn't i wouldn't celebrate the small stuff i would be like okay that's cool next all right that's cool Mm -hmm. anyways i would never i just would never celebrate myself and that's something that i'm really choosing to do now like consciously choosing to celebrate myself and I think that is so important because it has changed everything and I'm happy that I've learned it at this point in my life opposed to being in my 50s or 60s even my 40s figuring it out like I think I feel like I figured out a lot of life things early and that's probably because um, the people that I hang out with and I'm around the most are older than me so I've learned a lot of things earlier in life but I want to make sure that with every choice, I am making sure that my goals happen. And so far, I mean, we're only, what, three months in to March, but I mean, into March, into 2022. But I feel like I've done a pretty good job so far. I really do. I, I feel so much better. Yeah, you have. We are fucking proud of you. A thousand percent. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That feels good to hear. Yeah, that shit too. It's the little things. Having people around yeah. you who care and want to see you succeed. Mm-hmm. To give space to grow. Mm-hmm. To blossom. Mm-hmm. April showers are bringing May flowers. Yeah, it's see the also allowing certain people around you and, and being mindful of the energies that are around you. 
is so, so, so important. Like people focus, I think primarily on like romantic relationships when it comes to that and not so much the friendships, but there's something like the 80-20 rule when it comes to relationships that I don't think that people allow their friendships the same grace. Like your friends change and friendships ebb and flow. That just is what it is. Um, and I think people, especially during this time, had to learn that. Like you really have to, you gotta, you gotta give people grace. Like there are some friends that I still haven't seen in person yet. Like I haven't seen you since, I don't think I've seen you since 2019. Have I? No. I saw your car, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your car. That doesn't count into you. Uh, but like, that's what I mean. Like, we've spoken, yeah. but like, I haven't seen you. We've not hung out. Like, there's a lot of my friends because of COVID that I haven't seen, and I I'm trying my best to be a much better friend and make sure that I give people their flowers while they're still here. That is so 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 important, and especially giving the flowers to myself and celebrating the small stuff. Because I, I never really did that before. Yeah, and I, I agree with that a, a billion percent. Because I've always said that, like, no matter what, it, it, it comes off weird for me because I'm a man saying it. But, like, every interaction with another human, to me, is a relationship. It just depends on what type of relationship that it is. Because it has ship at the end of it, and it's with another person. So whatever you put into it. That's where the fuck y'all gonna go. Whether it's your mama, your daddy, your boyfriend, your your sneaky link, like whatever, it don't matter. Like it's still a relationship. Sneaky links. Uh oh. I like that word. Like I've I don't have any a sneaky, sneaky links. link. You I think that's that? so You may have been on TikTok enough. That's why. No, no, no. Okay, I actually like TikTok now, but um, I think I just feel like it's. I don't know. Like. But like, even yeah. I'll I'll say it as an example. Even with your sneaky links, my great aunt calls it a contract. Like, it's a contract. It is. You don't have, it may not be respecting, like, I need space to talk to you. Like, you're just respecting the sex. But you both have mutual respect in the relationship for sex. Or whether it's with your brother and you guys have a mutual respect for spending quality time together. Like, mm -hmm. each in his own. Yeah. Shut yeah, we gotta get on the topic of like sneaky links later. I, I, ooh, ooh. I just feel like if you're gonna do all that, like why? Just everyone knows. Stop. What? Stop. Don't hide it. Everyone knows. It's okay. Yeah, maybe we can do an episode about sneaky links exclusively then. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> well, okay. On I that note, one, so it's fine. But. Mm. I will tell you on that topic of sneaky links and stuff like that. It's real funny. Like I'm a girl that, you know this, but I have a lot of guy friends that will just unload the most, it's not inappropriate, but it's like, I didn't even ask for that, bro. Why are you telling me this? That is between you and that girl. And you know, she don't know that you're telling me. Mm -hmm. I don't know why Aaron's face all scrunched up. He's one of them. Excuse me? <laughs> See? <laughs> you used to all the time. Not now. We were young. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm a born again hoe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your wholeness got deleted. Is that what it is? No, I I, I evolved. I grew. I fucking. I, yeah, but we can talk about that. Now, like I said, too, because I don't want to get in trouble, but I did. I'm a respect. I was a respectful hoe. <laughs> I, you know what, you guys? Honestly, he's he's not lying. He was very much so. More but on so that note, we're not talking about me. This is your episode, so you got anything you want to tell the people before we get out? He of don't want to be telling his business. Um. Well, thank you for sharing space with me. Thank you for listening to the episode. Um. Aaron, you're doing a good job. I'm very proud of you. I remember when you started talking about doing this podcast. You're like, I'm, I think I'm gonna do it. I think I'm gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do it. And it was so cool. It started off with the droning and the majestic backdrops and doing everything on like Instagram. And then it evolved into what it is now. And I know it's gonna continue to grow. 
So I'm so excited to watch your journey. And yeah, I mean, it's crazy. We're not kids anymore. It's fucking great. We're adults. Yeah. I'm still a big ass kid. I don't give a fuck. Me too. But um, like one day we got to tell y'all the story about how Aaron and I wanted to go to Fairyland. And that was the day I realized you can't go to Fairyland unless you have a kid with you. I had no like Oakland native faux pas. Like I had no idea. I was like, what do you mean we can't go to <laughs> we can't go to Fairyland? Like we can't just go. And no, we couldn't. Mm-hmm. As always, thank you for yeah. listening. <laughs> Make sure you go check out City. We're gonna put all her info onto the show notes. I don't know if you got places you want people to go check out. I could put it well, in Well, you guys can follow me on Instagram. It's my name, Sydney Reed, S-Y-D-N-E-Y-R-E-D-R-E-E-D. Can't spell my own name. And then Twitter is Sid Reed underscore underscore. Any like email information is on Instagram. So whatever you guys want to reach out, go for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm working on a few things business-wise where I'll be expanding my social platform. And that's something that I was nervous to do for a really long time. And like I said before, I don't feel like I'm limited to anything. And I don't feel that I have to hide it or like not do something or like watch someone else live out the dream that I know I could be living to if I just like stayed consistent. So yeah. yeah, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. No poodle. Just go do it. Just like Nike. I'm not a poodle. I'm a pit bull. Uh, thank you for listening. Make sure you go tell two friends to tell two <laughs> friends. We are available on all podcast platforms, Stitcher, iTunes, Pod, uh, Spotify. You name it, we are there. Search Opta. Search One Perspective to Another. Search A.Sanders. And we appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, tell two friends to tell two friends again and tell your two friends of your two friends to leave a review because it helps me a lot and it gets me a lot of money now. So thank you. Appreciate it. We love that. Flip side and I am out. Bye, you guys. Bye.